Aloha, Divine Soul. You're listening to The Uplifting Podcast. This is your space for cosmic conversations. I'm your host, Randy Lee, 6'2 Sacral Generator with the Cross of Cycles 2. As a modern mystic and channel, my gift is translating esoteric wisdom and complex systems like human design and the gene keys into easily understandable language so you can uncover your inner truth and the higher purpose of your DNA. Each week, I bring you powerful conversations with fractal family who are embodying their soul's purpose, as well as solo episodes from me to support you in aligning with your unique design. Human design and gene keys are your personal roadmap to awakening. You are a once in a lifetime cosmic event that will never be duplicated or repeated. Are you ready to unlock the magic within you? It's time to be uplifted. Let's take off. Aloha, Divine Souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into the Human Design New Year, which happened on Sunday, January 22nd, when the sun entered into gate 41. And we're also going to be diving into a forecast of the first quarter of initiation, which will begin on February 2nd and go until May 4th. The Human Design New Year starts when the sun enters into gate 41. And this is because gate 41 is what's known in genetics as the start codon. Every new process in the body begins with this codon. It basically operates like a front door key that unlocks something new. Gate 41 is about the ability to imagine something that has never been seen or created before. Gate 41 is known as the gate of contraction, and it's located in the root center, reaching for gate 30 in the emotional solar plexus. It's part of the sensing circuit in the collective circuitry. And this gate is about the pressure to seek experience through feeling and the impulse to do something novel. So it's known as the gate of fantasy that dreams about new experiences and fulfilling its destiny. This is a desire to interact with others through feeling and each new experience that is entered through following your strategy and authority provides an opportunity to discover a new feeling. Because it's located in the root center, which is a pressure center, there can be a lot of pressure to get things done and to start something new. The root center is all about continual growth, development, and evolution. And the pressure from the root that can fuel the fantasy and imagination of the 41 can make you feel as though you need to make all of these things a reality. The overarching shadow of the 41st gene key is fantasy, which is described as holding the key to your dreams in your hand, but never turning the lock. The repressive nature is dreamy, and those who experience the shadow don't actually have any intentions of making their dreams a reality. Instead, they have become addicted to their inner fantasies. The reactive nature is hyperactive, and this occurs when you don't follow your strategy and authority and feel pressure to make all of your dreams a reality. So this shadow inevitably leads to burnout. So we can go from one side of being dreamy and never really taking action to make our dreams a reality or being hyperactive where we're just constantly reacting to this pressure where we feel like we have to make 
everything a reality instead of following our strategy and authority. The gift of the 41st is anticipation. And this is really about not just fantasizing about something, but it's really about taking the actions towards making that dream a reality. This can only really come through us being present in the moment. The dilemma of the 41st is planning. And what we can do is we can try to make all of these plans of how we're going to live out our dreams, how we're going to make our dreams a reality. And there's nothing wrong with plans, but it can become a dilemma when we hold so tightly to these plans. When we're holding tightly to our plans, that often doesn't allow us to be present in the moment to really be able to anticipate what is coming. This gift of anticipation is able to pick up on things in the morphogenetic field that aren't seen but can be felt. And this is what allows it to be in the gift of anticipation. Anticipation is connected to leadership, which is the 31st gift and the programming partner to the 41st. So the greatest leaders are those who learn from and build upon the past will anticipate what's coming and remain open to change. The 41st gene key forms the ring of origin, which is really where everything originates from. So all codes begin with the 41st gene key, which is the source code that transmits to the network of codon rings. All of the codon rings really are connected to this ring of origin. It's the source code. This is why the highest aspect of the 41st gene key is emanation. Everything is emanating from this space. So every start codon within every cell of your body is electromagnetically connected to the holographic universe. Therefore, every impulse inside of you is communicated to the whole, just as every impulse within the whole is chemically mirrored within your DNA. You know, we are really emanating from this source code. We are all connected holographically to this, to this morphogenetic field, this invisible energy grid that is communicating information across time and space. The 41st is still part of the fourth quarter of mutation. We have two more hexagrams, the 41st and the 19th, that the sun moves through before we enter in to the first quarter of the human design year, which is the quarter of initiation. The quarter of initiation starts on February 2nd and goes until May 4th. It begins when the sun enters into gate 13 and it ends when the sun is in gate 24. That's what closes this quarter of initiation. And then the second quarter of civilization will begin on May 4th when the sun is in gate two. The human design new year, when the sun is in gate 41, also corresponds to the lunar new year. So this is really representing the beginning energetically of this shift into a new year. Even though we have a couple gates before we enter into the first quarter, we're really energetically entering into this new season. Uranus is stationing direct on January 23rd, which means that no planets will be retrograde. We've had Uranus retrograde. We had Mercury retrograde. We had Mars retrograde. When we began 
the calendar year of 2023. But now that we're moving into the human design year, it really is feeling like a new energetic beginning because we don't have, as of January 23rd, we don't have any planets retrograde. We won't have any planets retrograde until Mercury goes retrograde again, which will be towards the end of the first quarter. Mercury will be retrograde in Taurus from April 21st until May 14th. We also began the year with the North Node in Gate 24 in Taurus and the South Node in Gate 44 in Scorpio. And these will be in these gates until February 6th, when they will transition into Gate 27 in the North Node and Gate 28 in the South Node. These are still both in Taurus and Scorpio. So the nodes have been in Taurus and Scorpio for most of 2022, and then now the start of 2023, and we'll go throughout the first quarter of initiation, and we'll switch to the nodes in Aries and Libra when the nodes move into gate three and gate 50. So gate three and gate 50 are actually on the cusp. So we're going to be covering those nodes more in depth during the second quarter, because that's when we're really going to make that switch to the nodes being in Aries and Libra. So right now we're going to continue in the first quarter with the nodes in Taurus and Scorpio, but they're going to switch gates and move from being in 2444 to 2728 on February 7th. And they'll be in 27 and 28 until June 23rd. So first, let's talk a little bit about the first quarter of initiation and what this looks like. And then we'll dive into the nodes in 27 and 28. And then we'll talk about some other major transits that are going to be happening during this first quarter of initiation. So the mandala, which outlines the order that the planets move through the different gates, it's broken up into four quarters. So you can take the 64 gates in the mandala and you can break them up into four quarters, which each contain 16 hexagrams. Each of the four quarters begins with one of the gates from the cross of the Sphinx. So these are going to be gates one, two, seven, and 13. The first quarter starts when the sun is in gate 13. Each of the quarters ends when the sun moves into one of the gates of the cross of four ways. So that's going to be gates 19, 33, 24, and 44. The fourth quarter of mutation will close when the sun enters into gate 19. And then the first quarter of initiation is going to end when the sun enters into gate 24. Halfway through the quarter, we always have one of the gates from the vessel of love. This is going to be the transcendent love gate for the quarter. So our transcendent love gate for the first quarter of initiation is the 25th gate. So in the first quarter, we have the theme of purpose fulfilled through the mind. The foundation of this quarter is set by gate 13, which is the gate of the listener. And the hexagram is known as fellowship of man. And it's made up of the elements of heaven over fire. So the next eight hexagrams that we move through, gate 13, 49, 30, 55, 37, 
63, 22, and 36, they will all have fire as the element for the lower trigram. So we're moving through this element of fire through the first half of the quarter of initiation. The element of fire is represented by the 30th gene key. The 30th gene key is made up of the elements of fire over fire, the hexagram known as clinging fire. This is really about our desires being this clinging fire that clings to us. And even as we fulfill our desires, we have more desires. It's like this fire is never extinguished. It's just always clinging to us. All of these gates that have fire as the foundation of the hexagram are going to be connected to this 30th gene key and to this element of desire, lightness, and rapture. That's the spectrum of consciousness for the 30th gene key. So when we look at all of the gates that are activated during the first quarter, we see that the only channel that is activated is the channel of initiation. So this is why this first quarter, you know, it's called the first quarter of initiation. And it's really about bringing these desires, you know, from that 30th, this clinging fire and manifesting that out into the world, initiating them, bringing them out. And the transcendent love gate that comes in between the 25th transitions, the lower hexagram to the element of thunder. So the next eight hexagrams from 25 to 24. So it's going to be 25, 17, 21, 51, 42, 3, 27, and 24. All of those gates will have thunder as the element in the lower trigram. The bottom three lines of the hexagram are going to be the same for all eight of those gates. You can see that when we look at the rave mandala, The eight gates of the G center really break up the mandala into eight equal parts. And it sets the foundation, these eight gates set the foundation for the hexagrams that follow. So gate 13, which is one of the gates in the G center, that sets the foundation of fire for the next eight hexagrams. And then 25 sets the foundation as thunder for the next eight hexagrams. So within this first quarter, we're moving through these elements of fire and thunder. Thunder is created by the 51st hexagram, which is thunder over thunder. So we have this gate of initiation, you know, the gate of shock here in the 51st that moves from the shadow of agitation to the gift of initiative to the city of awakening. That's really what all of those hexagrams that have the foundation of thunder, they all have this element of initiation and awakening that is coming through them. So like I mentioned, this really ties into what this first quarter of initiation is all about. My best friend Lucy and I created Gifts of Gaia as we traveled around the wheel for a full year following the transits of the earth and discussing the gift frequency of the gene key that was activated. We shared our personal experiences of how these keys were coming alive in our life and the wisdom that was being unlocked for us. Each week, Lucy created a musical inspiration for each of the keys that was inspired by our conversations. By the end of the year, we had created the most incredible resource guide for anyone who's interested in understanding and embodying the higher frequencies of the Gene Keys. 
Inside Gifts of Gaia, we synthesize the wisdom from human design, gene keys, astrology, I Ching, and the dream arc in our conversations about each of the 64 archetypes. This resource guide will give you a better understanding of the gates, channels, and gene keys than simply reading about them from a textbook. Gifts of Gaia is for any human design or gene keys guide who desires a resource to support them in their readings and sessions with clients. Included in Gifts of Gaia is lifetime access to this incredible resource guide, which includes slides and contemplation prompts for the 64 keys in a printable book form a playlist of all 64 musical inspirations created by Lucy, a list of essential oils for each of the keys and its benefits, a hexagram reference sheet, Lucy's five-element meditation series, monthly contemplation calls that go from January through June 2023, a private community on Mighty Networks, and a calendar of the Earth's transits for 2023 and other bonus resources. Go to the link in the show notes now to enroll in Gifts of Gaia, and we hope to see you inside. So the 25th gate, which is the quarter's transcendent love gate, it represents how we're empowered to love throughout the quarter. So the 25th is all about universal love. It's all about unconditional love that empowers us through our innocence and our connection with source. And then finally, this quarter closes out with gate 24, and this is the first mutative empowering way. Gate 24 is designed to take the pressure of wanting to understand the mysteries of life and help us conceptualize, rationalize, and know them. Throughout this first quarter, we are really taking the fire that we, you know, these desires that we have within us And this theme of purpose is being fulfilled through the mind. And we can see that, you know, especially in gate 24, which really empowers us to understand the mysteries of life, to conceptualize them, to rationalize and know them, and, you know, to initiate this newness, this freshness into the world, to awaken that within us. That's kind of this thunder that's coming in to awaken us, to shock us into something new during this quarter. Like I mentioned on February 7th, the nodes will be transitioning from gates 24 and 44 into gates 27 and 28. We're moving from the south node of the shadow of interference in 44, which is really about not knowing who your true allies are in life or learning from these karmic relationships in your life goes from being distrustful to being misjudging, you know, misjudging people, not trusting people. That's really in the 44. And so we're learning to really honor this instinctual intuition that allows us to sense who is a part of our fractal line and then move into the 44th gift of teamwork. That is what empowers us to then move into this North Node in 24, which is about invention and bringing new ways of thinking and conceptualizing and rationalizing into the world. The nodes have been in 24 and 44 since November 27th, 2022, and we're going to be moving into 27 and 28, which will be in the nodes until June 23rd. 
So it's interesting because 24 and 44, we have 24, which is an individual gate and 44, which is a tribal gate. And we're moving to 28 and 27, which 28 is individual gate and 27 is a tribal gate. So we're still having this energy of individuality that's coming together with tribal energy. And sometimes those can be a little bit opposed to one another because a lot of times in the tribe, we can feel pressure to conform, to fit in, but the individual wants to go its own way. And in 28, we have this individual nature that's really about discovering your own unique purpose and embracing the totality of life. And that's really done through this individual channel of struggle the 28 reaching for the 38, which is all about knowing what is worth fighting for. We discover our purpose. We discover what's really worth fighting for. And we really discover how to embrace the totality of life and to find meaning and purpose in every moment. And so that's going to be what's in the South Node. The South Node is kind of what we're moving from, right? Like, This can be this area of comfort where we can get stuck in, but when we can learn the lessons from our South Node, we can then empower ourselves to move into the North Node. And the North Node is going to be in Gate 27. Gate 27 in the Gene Keys, it moves from the shadow of selfishness to the gift of altruism to the city of selflessness. In that shadow of selfishness, it can either be self-sacrificing or self-centered. So we can be sacrificing ourselves, putting others' needs ahead of our own, rather than nourishing and caring for ourselves first. And really the gift of altruism comes from us filling our cup up first. And so I see this in the 28, 27. It's like we have to first learn the lessons from 28, which is the shadow of purposelessness. And, you know, purposelessness really happens when I feel like when we're searching for this big external purpose, 27 and 28 are actually my nodes. I have my South node in 28 and my North node in 27. 24, 44 is actually my design nodes. So I'm going through kind of this nodal return. I went through my design nodal return, and now I'm going to be going through my personality nodal return because it's moving through the gates that I have in my conscious nodes. What I see for 28, I really see it as like we're searching for this big purpose externally, right? We're looking for that thing that we do that brings us a quote unquote purpose instead of discovering that our purpose is found in every moment. It's found in embracing the struggles. It's found in embracing the totality of life, which isn't just these big high moments. It's everything in between. It's the ups, it's the downs, it's the ebbs and the flows and everything that comes in between. And so when we can move into that gift of totality, it can empower us to fill our cup first and move into that gift of altruism, which is really selflessness in action. It is this generous energy that is giving without agenda. So a few more important dates to keep in mind for this first quarter is that Saturn is going to be entering Pisces on March 7th. It will enter Pisces in gate 30.6. 
This is going to be a really significant transit because Saturn is one of those outer planets that takes a bit longer to move through a particular sign. Saturn will be in Pisces from March 7th, 2023 until May 24th, 2025. And then again, from August 31st, 2025 until February 13th, 2026. So this is a long-term transit that Saturn is going to be moving through. So it's really significant, this transition from Saturn being in Aquarius to Saturn moving into Pisces. This really marks a time of doing a lot of inner work. You know, Saturn really is about structure and discipline and creating these solid foundations and, you know, making sure that we're in alignment with our morals and our values. And Pisces is really about the inner world. It's about mysticism and being empathetic and inner healing. And so this is going to be a time of really learning to integrate our material and non-material values. You know, we're really going to be learning these lessons about loyalty, fear, shame, addiction, our emotions, and any other traits that Pisces needs to master. Saturn is going to be bringing these lessons forward. If you're a Pisces sun or a Pisces rising or have other significant Pisces placements, this is going to be a really big transit for you. I know that I can already feel this coming as somebody who is a Pisces rising. I also have a lot of Capricorn placements in my chart and Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So I can feel this delicate dance between Saturn and Pisces that's coming. And I'm really excited to see what emerges during this transit. We also have Pluto entering Aquarius. Pluto is going to be entering Aquarius briefly on March 23rd. It'll enter into Aquarius in gate 60.4. So gate 60 is on the cusp of Capricorn and Aquarius. So Pluto will just be in Aquarius briefly And then it'll move back to Capricorn before it moves into Aquarius fully next year. Pluto will retrograde back into Capricorn on June 11th, 2023. And then it'll move back into Aquarius in January, 2024. This is a really big transit, even though it's just going to be for a few months that Aquarius enters into Pluto. It's kind of giving us like a foreshadowing of what this is going to look like. Pluto being the furthest out planet, some don't even consider Pluto to be a planet, but it's the furthest out. And so when we're looking at Pluto, we're looking at these generational, these global cycles. And so this is really what we mean of entering into the age of Aquarius. You know, we are with Pluto entering into Aquarius. This is a significant transit because we will be, Pluto will be in Aquarius for 20 years. So this will be a long transit. It will be a generational transit. It really is marking a significant shift. And Pluto is really about transformation. It's really about bringing things to the light, bringing things to the surface. Pluto and Aquarius is really going to expose what's rotten in our society so that we can build 
better structures, better infrastructures for the collective. You know, it's really going to expose what's no longer working in our society and what needs to be purged, what's toxic, what's no longer needed. And Aquarius is going to show us a vision of what's possible, how we can come together as a collective to create these systems and structures that are supportive for us all. I love that Pluto enters into Aquarius in gate 60 because gate 60 is really about mutation. It's the fuel for our mutation. It's located in the root center. It's part of the channel of mutation and it's what fuels the mutative process within the individual. The highest aspect of the 60th gene key is justice. And I just feel like this mutation and change and transformation and the justice that's being birthed in the process while Pluto moves into Aquarius, I feel like it's really showing us what is possible when we as individuals follow our own unique path and honor what each individual needs in order to thrive, then we can really see the ripple effect, the impact that we can have on the collective. Then we have Mars entering into Cancer on March 25th. Mars will enter into Cancer in gate 15.2. Mars has been in Gemini for a while. Mars actually usually only spends a couple months in each sign, but because Mars was retrograde in Gemini, it has spent since August of 2022 in Gemini. So it's finally going to change signs on March 25th, and it will be transiting through Cancer. And then, like I mentioned earlier, we also have Mercury retrograde from April 21st until May 14th, which will be retrograde in Taurus. So those are some significant dates to keep in mind for this first quarter. And I'm planning on doing more of these forecasts throughout the year. So each quarter will have one of these forecasts where I dive into the energy of that quarter the major transits. And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode, that you gain some insights into what the energy of this first quarter will look like, this energetic beginning in the human design new year, and how you can set your intentions moving forward to really connect with your soul's desires, you know, through that energy of the clinging fire that will be moving through in the first half of this first quarter. And then that energy of thunder in the second half, that initiation and awakening. And what can you anticipate that's coming for you in this next quarter? And how can you really ground your energy into connecting with the morphogenetic field to feel into, to anticipate this pulse, this collective pulse that we are moving through in this quarter. I hope that you have enjoyed this. Please give me all of your feedback. I love to hear from you. I really do this podcast to serve you. And so if there's any ideas that you have for topics or guests or anything like that, feel free to either send me an email or connect with me on Instagram. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Aloha. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. My favorite thing is connecting with you on Instagram or in my free community, Embodiment by Design. 
Follow me on Instagram at I am Randy Lee and take a screenshot of this episode to let me know what resonated with you the most or your biggest takeaways. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps get the message out to more people. I believe that human design and gene keys should be knowledge we all have access to. So if this message resonates with you, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with someone you love. Thank you for being a part of this community and for your devotion to embodying your authentic self. I see you. I recognize the inner work that you're doing. It never goes unnoticed. Until next time, soul family, stay uplifted. This podcast is brought to you by Contessa Digital.